Chapter 21 Becky sat in her car outside Mike's house honking her horn. She'd been waiting for over 10 minutes with no sign of Mike. She was worried something might have happened to him. It wasn't like Mike to oversleep. Plus, it was bright as hell outside. No one could sleep through this kind of sunshine. She shut off her car and got out, slamming the door behind her. She opened the front gate and walked up the broken stone path to his porch. It was a small, ugly house. Pieces of the roof hung from the gutters, swinging in the gentle breeze. Becky knocked on the front door and stood there a moment, listening to all the dogs inside bark and claw at the walls. She pounded again, but no one answered. She'd spent the night at her grandmother's house, lying on the couch and staring at the TV, eating cheese and watching music videos. And through the night, the one thing that kept her from crying was the comforting thought that Mike would be there in the morning. But for the first time, Mike wasn't home, and Becky had no idea where to look for him. She walked back to her car and got in, pulling out onto the road. She drove through his neighborhood and turned onto the highway. She passed the Pizza Hut without slowing down and kept going, taking a road she hadn't been on in many years. The highway curved over a high slope before falling into the woods. This was the drive to Ken's house. The scenery came back to her in strange memories. Back then, she'd been a passenger, riding in Ken's car to their various makeout spots hidden in the forests and parks surrounding his parents' property. But as she took a final turn and came to a straightaway lined with dead pines, she saw the marker for his hidden driveway standing among the overgrowth. She stopped her car and got out. She walked up the shoulder to the dilapidated mailbox with all but one letter of the name Morrison peeled away. All that was left on the side of the box was the single shiny letter O surrounded in smears of dirt and layers of dust. She read it aloud. O. She heard faint familiar music floating down the driveway. She pushed aside a branch and walked up the path. It was steep and she braced herself on the ground, climbing up the broken cement with her hands. She reached the top and glanced back over her shoulder at how far she'd come. The yard was entirely dry dirt. The house was still enormous, but looked abandoned. Becky stood there listening to the music float out one open window. It was the fish song, the song in Encore 3, and it came accompanied by the lovely sound of Ken's hands as they pounded on the countertops and walls inside. Then a bird flew by overhead, and the front screen door came banging open. Peter and Mike stepped down the porch and into the yard, carrying their jackets. They were yawning and rubbing their eyes. There was dirt on their faces and matted in their hair. They looked like they'd slept the night on a floor. Dust clung to their knees and asses. Becky tried to hide behind a bush, but before she could, both the boys spotted her from across the yard. In an awkward, helpless way, Becky waved at them. Mike tossed his jacket onto the hood of Peter's car and walked over to her. He touched her arm and smiled his strained, 
Happy smiled. Are you okay? he asked. Becky snorted and wiped her nose. I went to your house, but you weren't there, she said. I almost went to work, but I couldn't stand the thought of being there without you. I gotta run home quick, Mike said, but I'll see you at work. Peter said nothing. He climbed in behind the wheel and started the engine. Mike got in and slammed his door shut, tossing his jacket into the back seat. Then they rolled down the driveway, waving a final goodbye as they pulled onto the highway. Now Becky was alone in the yard, looking at the house and listening to the sound of Ken's stereo speakers crackle along with his drumming hands. Then the music shut off with a snap, and the front door of the house swung open. Ken came walking out into the yard carrying his stereo and a box of clothes. Becky jumped behind a bush and watched him start packing his trunk. He made several trips back and forth from the house to his car, jamming the back seat full of blankets, bags of chips, and boxes of CDs. There was a damp, stoned look in his eyes, as if this kind of work irritated him. Finally, he came out with his guitar and jacket. He locked the front door behind him and tossed the key under a floor mat on the porch. Then he got in his car, started the engine, and backed out of his yard, down the drive, and onto the road, passing right by Becky without a glance in her direction. <laughs>